Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I'm Karen Conrad, and I have the honor and privilege to be sitting in for Billy Epperhart. And those of you that have been listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast, you know that Billy and Becky have created Wealth Builders to help you and to help me to be successful. Wealth Builders is all about making sense of making money for making a difference. And today, one of the areas that we're going to cover is regarding how to scale up your business and position yourself for growth in 2022. We know that God intends for us to be profitable and to have growth. And there are three keys that we're going to be covering today. And I'll tell you, it's going to be a power-packed episode. And so you might want to get a pen out and notes, or you can always go to wealthbuilders.org. And we've got a free download that gives you an outline of things because I've got a lot of content that I want to share with you that's going to help you three things to help you to scale your business in 2022. So let's just jump right in. Number one is to be aware that growth often requires you to make a significant change. And that change is in your culture. This is a whole teaching really in itself, but I want to give you a few things to consider. When you have made the decision that you're going to scale up your business, that you're going to follow that growth pattern in 2022, there's a lot of things within your organization and people that are going to have to change and do things differently. And when we go into that decision and as we look forward, communication to your employees, to your contractors, or the people that work around you is really important to help them prepare their, their mind, really, for that growth, but also to equip them with some practical things that's going to help you to shift that culture from one of maybe a mom-and-pop shop to one that is really scalable and duplicatable. So here are some things that I want you to consider uh, first of all, Paul Milligan says this, and it's really stuck with me. Other leaders have said it too, but he always reminded us that when he was a CEO, actually, I should give you some reference of Andrew Womack Ministries. And of course, Billy is the CEO of Andrew Womack Ministries today, two amazing leaders back to back for that ministry. But he would remind us on the leadership team that culture always trumps vision. And that was interesting to me because we communicate vision, we say what we're all about, but if we don't move people along in the culture of the organization, 
that culture is going to stop the vision from actually being revealed or being successfully uh, brought to reality. And that happens because we might put a new vision out there. But if we don't work with the people that we're depending on to carry out that vision and help them to know how to function and how to be successful in this new growth world that we've got that we want to go into, they are going to continue to do things the way they've always done. And a matter of fact, a lot of times when people aren't prepared, or maybe you've got people that are uh, not in the right position, they can actually be resistant to the changes necessary or the change in culture to bring your organization to that place where you are ready to grow. So here's some things to think about. You are shifting priorities for most people in the company, right? So if you're changing from an organization that has functioned a certain way and once you want to scale up, that changes people's priorities. So it has to be clearly communicated and measured so everyone is moving in the same direction. You're stretching people to do more than what they are used to doing. We've actually experienced this in an organization uh, that I lead where um, we've taken on a different model of revenue. You know, sometimes with your organization, you have to take a look at things and uh, decide if you want to go to the next level, what are the revenue streams that you want to either add on or maybe leverage, maybe increase to bring that increase? Because when we scale up, when we position ourselves for growth, oftentimes our infrastructure or our cost to do operations, maybe you bring employees in grows. And so we have to match and exceed the revenue to be able to support that growth. So you're stretching people to do more than what they are used to doing. Some people don't like that. Other people are totally on board with that, but some communication with them, some prepping, some training, some setting expectations, some positive feedback is going to be very helpful in helping people to be willing and able to stretch. You're most likely moving from someone completing a job without a system in place, so you'll be requiring a major shift in how people do their job because you want a system that allows more than one person to do the task. And let me tell you, when we do that, that can create stress and it can create significant insecurity. I've had a lot of experience with this in, in many stories. I just remember one in particular where we were getting ready to scale up in a certain area of the organization that I was working with. And what I uncovered, one of the hindrances to us being able to grow is that all the information needed for this area of the organization was in one person's head. And if somebody was there to help that person to carry out the task, basically the way that it looked is they would be told, okay, now go this, go do this. And then that person would finish that task. They'd go back, okay, what now? There was literally nothing documented um, people didn't have an overall picture of what it was they were trying to accomplish, but it was something that one person had control over every activity and action of people that were brought in or that uh, were surrounded with them to help do their job. 
Well, obviously that's very, uh, you know, inefficient, but also it really puts your organization at risk. And I'll tell you, there's just no way that you're going to scale up or grow when you've got that situation where one person knows everything and they're not sharing it with anybody else. So just be aware that when you've got people that are in that position, it's very hard for them to give that up because they're going to feel like they're losing control and they're going to feel like maybe they won't be as important as they are today. And then finally, to involve your team members as much as you can in building those new systems that are going to be required for you to scale up. Why is that important? You want to determine and see who in your organization is trainable or is actually willing to grow and get their input so that you've got buy-in, which helps support with peers. The peer influence is really our our best way to be able to um, influence people in our organization. But also you and I as leaders aren't in there doing the job every day, but our team members are. And so we would be losing very valuable, critical information if we didn't take time to talk to people that are doing the job currently and bring them into the process to help us build systems to help us go to the next level. All right, number two is to always think systems. And I've touched on this, but I wanna go a little bit more in depth. When we think about being able to do multiple things, being able to scale up, we realize that unless we document what we're doing, It's very difficult to not be on site and really right next to the person that's carrying out the duties that we ourselves are really hoping to be able to have somebody else do. So one of the things that I do when I go into an organization or start with a new team is I encourage the team members to document the steps that they are taking as they go along. For example, one of the organizations I'm working with in the donor development team, um, I found out nothing was documented in a very key area of the organization. In addition to that, we were very dependent on one person and then someone else, a second person that was a backup or sort of an assistant. And uh, the assistant ended up having um, some health issues having COVID at one point, and they were out of the office without any sort of warning. And so all the work piled up on this one leader in that area. And I realized at that point, like, wow, we are completely dependent on two people to carry out a very critical function in the organization. So I had another team member come alongside to help. And one of the first things that I asked them to do was to, in the training process, while the leader was communicating to this new person what to do, I said, I want you to document everything that you talk about. I don't care if it's in a rough format. (laughs) I don't care if it's handwritten. Whatever it is, I want you to document it. And then at that point, I was able to hand it off to an administrative person that could take that. And I had already built templates for us in the department to put in our procedures and policies. And so we just took that template and from this training situation, documented things, and then we were able to put it in uh, what we use SharePoint with that organization. 
well, I recently hired another person to come onto that team because we've seen such growth. We've actually seen a double and triple the volume over the last uh, two to three years. And so when that person came in, I had asked this team to document what they did. So now when I have a new hire, I'm able to just leverage what we documented uh, and be able to bring them on board and get them up to speed with less frustration much quicker. So why is it important to document these things as you go? Well, you're in the moment. This is where you're actually working through the details. And it's sort of like when you buy a house and you say, hey, I'm going to finish the basement later. And that basement never comes unless you get to the point where you're selling the house. It's like, oh, my goodness, we've got to finish that basement. I say that's kind of an inside joke because uh, I did that twice in a row before I kind of figured that out. Actually, three times before I figured that one out. But it's very similar. It's a good analogy for us to use in what I'm talking about. Uh, because as you go through the process, it doesn't take that much more time. Hey, let's do it now. Let's take the extra two or three minutes during the discussion of this process and actually write down what we're doing. In addition, it's helpful because as the person is learning, they don't have to sit and think about like, what did that person say? They just go back to their notes and they've got it written down. So think systems. So what is the definition of a system? A system definition is this, an organized and coordinated method or procedure. The sum total of all systems in any given business actually makes up its operations. So that's really critical as well. If you want a strong operational foundation in your business, you can start that by documenting your procedures and your systems. A well-designed and executed system is absolutely crucial for your efficient operations. And when we're efficient, first of all, we have happier employees because they feel that their work is productive, but also that really saves our bottom line. How many times have you also seen people that are working on a road and there seems to be two people working and about 10 people standing around watching? It's extremely inefficient. And when it's tax dollars uh, that we pay, it's kind of frustrating. But, you know, when you look at something like that, you can know that there is not a system in place that helps the team be efficient. So as frustrating as that can be, when we walk into a place of business, really the responsibility for that lands on us as leaders in those organizations to make sure that our employees know what's expected of them. They have a documented plan and checklist and maybe a, you know, even a schedule each day so that when they get to work that they feel and they know that they are productive. And can I tell you, while it sounds kind of good to just sit around and chit chat, I've had jobs uh, throughout my life where I wasn't tightly managed and there was a lot of visiting. And those were actually times that I was the least satisfied in my job. And I think many of you can relate to that. I really believe that most people on the inside want to be productive. And so when we put these systems in place, it's going to really help us to help people to become the best that they can be, but also allow us to grow and to uh, really improve and increase as a company. All right, number three is make it scalable. 
And this is really important as well. One thing I, I come into an organization and I hear Billy say this a lot too, is, is it duplicatable and is it scalable? That means, is it duplicatable a system? And that's where the process and the procedure is documented. But is it something that we can duplicate and do over and over and over and yield good results? So when I say make it scalable, the question is, will what we created work as we grow? You know, there are times where we get our heads together, or your team members get their heads together and they're solving a problem. And that's, that solution might work for where you as an organization are today. But the question is, if we grow to be two times the size we are today, three times the size we are today, is the system that we're creating scalable? Meaning, can this system grow with it? For example, and this is something that I'm actually working with, and I think everybody that is, uh, you know, has got some sort of product that is shipped out, we have to take a look at and, and think, okay, if I get two orders in today, I could probably manage maybe handwriting the label, uh, running to the post office once a week, something like that. But if on my heart is, I want to grow, I want more product orders, and I'm just using that as an example, what would happen if today I receive 50 orders, uh, and I can tell you in, in my case, in most cases, it'd be like, oh my goodness, I don't know what we would do. We would not be able to fulfill that order. Well, that's a clue to say, wow, the system I have in place needs to be addressed because it's not scalable. So the time to start thinking about that is not when those 50 orders come in. And I might even tell you, we might not have the opportunity to see that increase in God's mercy towards us, right? Because we couldn't handle it and it could really harm our reputation. You know, people wouldn't be getting the things that they ordered. The time to think about things like this is when you're at that two or three orders a day or whatever it is that your business is in and look at the system and say, what would happen? If my prayers were answered for growth, and if the answer is, oh my goodness, we would crash and burn, <laughs> that's a great time for you to say, okay, let's take the time now and think through how we can improve this system so it's actually scalable. And can I tell you, this works in any type of business. Um, we're working on a real estate project right now, and there's a lot of things that we're learning, uh, we're really inefficient at, and we are always looking for ways to improve the way we do things because our time is valuable. And uh, when we're inefficient, we are not uh, doing a great job of being a good steward and we're not positioning ourselves to have five properties. So as we go through, and right now we're working on a project, we're doing some updates uh, and my desire is that we would maybe have five projects going at the same time. And I can tell you the way that we're working now, that would not work. <laughs> so that is one clue for us to say, okay, as we're putting curtain rods up, right? What can we do for a system? And uh, that might seem like a little thing, but if you're doing flips and things like that, those are important things to consider. Or if we've got electrical work to do, 
you know, we're learning that let's take that electrician through the entire house and handle it all at once rather than doing multiple trips. Um, and we look at this with accounting in any type of business, real estate investments. What's your accounting like? Uh, for me, I'm like a paper person. And that really limits me because I just can't sit and do paper for, you know, days at a time. I've got to come up with a system that allows me to be scalable. And I think in our businesses, accounting is one of those areas that we really have to pay attention to because we do have to file taxes. We do have to pay bills. We do have to pay our employees. We have to understand our cash flow. And if we're used to everything being in our head, even handling the household budget, we're going to be inefficient and not able to scale up the way that we would like. All right, so lots of information here today, uh, but I'm just gonna recap the three main points that we talked about. Uh, so if we are positioning ourselves for growth in 2022, and we wanna scale up our business, we want to pay attention to culture and make sure that our culture is lining up with our new improved or a bigger vision. Think systems in everything that you do uh, and do that, as I mentioned, as you're building things, that's the best time to document things so that you are actually creating systems. And then number three, ask the question, when I'm doing this, am I making things scalable so that I'm positioned to grow? All right. Well, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Again, I'm just so um, honored to be on this podcast. Uh, in for Billy Epperhart. And I want to encourage you to check out wealthbuilders.org. Uh, we've got lots of information. Billy has like over a thousand blogs there for you. Go to Billy's YouTube channel. He's got videos, training, and teaching. If you want to go in depth, I want to encourage you check out Wealth Builders University, wbuniversity.online. Billy and Becky invested in this university. They made it very affordable to allow you and I to get the wisdom and the practical knowledge along with the templates, the PowerPoints to really be able to apply the information in our lives as we get in the game. So thank you so much again uh, for joining us. God bless you and make it an awesome day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.